it's time for Dodger everyone and welcome to the Dodging Sleep podcast. It's been a while but um, good to be back and, and thank you for those of you who've stuck with us during our sort of hiatus between the last recording. I'm um, going to start as we usually do. Um, I said who I am so I'm Ian Carlson uh, hosting tonight and, and with me we've also got Ian Blees. Hi Ian, how are you doing? Really good thanks mate, really good. It's a bit, bit odd to, to not be watching the Dodgers in the World Series but you know <laughs> more on that later. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Um, we normally start with an on this day in Dodgers history, but but the website I use doesn't actually have any for the 31st of October. But what I thought I would do is just be a bit cheeky and go back a day to the 30th of October and 1963, when there's a wonderful stat. It's, it's, it's quite a, it's not a very well known Dodgers player. Not many people have heard of him, but but it, but it stuck out as the 30th of October. So I thought I'd go, go with this guy. Um, his name is Sandy... I'm not quite sure what that surname is. Is it? Is it Sandy Koo? Sandy Koufax. Um, 1963, 30th of October, he uh, unanimously won the Cy Young Award six days before. But on the 30th of October, 1963, he was named the National League MVP following his 25 and five record, a 1.88 ERA, and he got 14 of the 21st place votes for the MVP voting that year. Um, as I say, not many I people really have heard hope of him, people but... uh... I really hope people know that you're taking the mickey when they listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have heard of him, honest folks. Um, so um, this is our this is our finale, our last part of the season. As I say, it's been a bit of a gap for the last one, but we did feel we needed to, to wrap things up. So we're going to do a bit of a review of the season. Um, we're going to have our give, give you our views on our Dodgers player of the season, uh, our favourite moments from the season favourite non-Dodgers, and then we'll talk a little bit about free agency and who we might like to see in Dodger Blue next year. Um, so, on to, the, on to the first item. And, and, and Ian, what are your sort of overall thoughts on the, on the season? So, I think um, there's, every team has to deal with injuries when they're going on, when they're going on a run. Um, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no question. But I have never known a run of injuries like the injuries that, that, that we had to we had to get put up with this year. Started very early on in the season. Uh, we lost the likes of uh, Dustin May, Edwin, Edward Rios quite early on. Uh, and Dustin May would have been a huge part of, of, the, of the team this year, no doubt about it. Uh, Rios, it seems, had been playing injured before before he went off, but certainly that seems to be a justification because he, he was just not the player he had been the, the year before at the start of this year. Um, but I think you just have to look at all the injuries. Um, Bellinger obviously picked up that injury last year. Um, and then quite early this year, uh, he had another couple to contend with, with a broken leg uh, among one. We've barely seen, uh, barely seen Clayton Kershaw, it seems, this year. He's obviously a huge part of this, uh, of this team uh, in terms of his presence, in terms of his rotation. He's, he's often been around the clubhouse and, and, and in the dugout, but he's not been able to contribute the way that he would like to. Um, Betts, it seemed for months of the season, was being forced to play through an injury or, or at least felt like he, he needed to force himself to play through an injury because he, again, wasn't, wasn't um, at all firing on all cylinders. Um, and then it starts to come back together. We start to get a team that's looking like it's ready to compete, ready to go back to back. Um, and then the injuries just kept on coming. Uh, Max Muncy uh, uh, goes out. Uh, I think it was the last game of the regular season. I certainly won the last game of the regular season and he's out of the postseason. What a huge player he'd been for us this year. Um, and that wasn't the end of it. You know, Justin Turner followed him a day, a day or two later. Joe Kelly. Um, and it just seemed like the injuries just kept piling up. Uh, and the fact that we were able to rack up so many wins with the best team in baseball in our division... In uh, you know, in terms of winning record, um, uh, just goes to show what a fantastic job this team did despite all the injuries. I just think the 
I just think the playoffs were, were, a, were a bridge too far for us. You know, we spoke in one of the very early episodes about how much pitching depth we had, um, certainly in starting pitching. And then by the end of it, it felt like we were just, we, we were down to, to, to three and a half starters, really. You know, we, we, had, um, we had Scherzer, we had Hewler, and we had Arias. And it just felt like beyond that, we were always, we were always going to be struggling and stretching. And we, we'd managed it throughout the year. Um, but yeah, I think for me, the, the overall, the, the, the one thing that sticks out above a few other things that I've, that I've noted down on this year would have been how well this team did despite all the injuries. And I know that other teams have to deal with injuries. I know we're watching the Atlanta Braves in the World Series right now, missing, missing uh, you know, their best player, Ronald Acuna. Um, but the amount of injuries that we've had throughout this season, followed by the sheer number that disrupted our postseason plans, I think is, is something that we have to look back on and just think, is it injuries that have, that have robbed us of our, of, of our real chance of, uh, of coming back and being the first back-to-back champions in in, uh, in the last however many years uh, since the Yankees did it. Um, yeah, I think I think the injuries is a is a is a sound point to to, to major on. If I'm honest, I mean, I was, I was just reflecting back, and there was there was a point where we could have been looking at a at a at a, a pitching rotation of of Bueller, Bauer, Kershaw, Arias, and May. And you know, there's five there with with a with a strong bullpen. You know, you could have a bullpen game to give people a bit of a break. All right, you're always going to get some injuries, but if you think that was a potential starting rotation, and we've ended up with, you know, Bueller, Arias, and Scherzer having to play on sort of short rest and carrying niggles and slight injuries and all the rest of it, and you think, well, it's it's you know what a turnaround that is. Um, uh, I think you, you're right. You add in some of the other injuries, Bellinger, Muncie in particular, um, some of the off-field distractions, clearly they must have impacted at some point. Um, you know, a bit of inconsistent hitting. Um, but also, and it, it, it's amazing, if ever I talk to people, you know, particularly here in, here in the UK who perhaps aren't into baseball and they say, how many games... 162 games why do you need to play 162 games surely there's got to be some meaningless games in that surely they don't all matter but if you think back you know just a couple of wins just that one call against the Giants or I think it was Pujols had the home run or would have been home run caught at the fence you know what one one or two results the other way we avoid the wild card we get the pitching sorted out. I think the pitching, despite all the injuries, w- w- was was working well and was certainly carrying the inconsistent hitting. But then suddenly, when you've got to start mixing mixing up what had been successful for the whole regular season with Arias coming in uh, as a reliever and playing around with stuff, as soon as you start to break all that rhythm up, um, you know you you really are tempting fate at that point. Um, so I think I, I I think yeah the injuries the off field stuff um, a couple of a couple of losses where you know if we if we clung on and got the victory that would have made a big difference at the end of the season. Um, yeah, but but despite all that, you know, 106 wins, won the wild card, won the NLDS, beat as you say statistically you know or in terms of number of wins the best side in baseball um it, you know it's the sort of season that well how, how many how many teams really in MLB would look back on the season that we've had and think of it as not particularly good you know whether we've we expect more as Dodgers or we've been spoiled the last few years and all the rest of it but for the vast majority of teams, you'd look, you, you know, if you said to them, well, you're going to you're going to get 106 wins, you're going to you're going to win two rounds of the playoffs and you're going to deal with a whole load of injuries and a load of other stuff. They probably go, yeah, well, we'll have that. Thank you very much. Um, so I think I think, you know, it, it's a it's a it's a season that everybody involved, you know, can be rightfully proud of. I think the, the I think the I think the, the management did all they could to try and rescue the season and keep us going with some of those trade deadline 
deals and, and even earlier on bringing in people like Pujols and having a bit of a, a punt on people. I think I think the bullpen that, you know, certainly over the last few years, we've at times you've looked at it and sort of almost been watching it from behind a cushion. You've been so scared as what's going to happen from the bullpen. And that was pretty solid from most of the year. Um, so, yeah, ultimately disappointing, but but on balance, I think a very good season. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right to bring up those, uh, you know, the fact that the management went out there and they did everything, you know. I think there's no way anyone's going to predict that Albert Pujols, Trey Turner and Max Scherzer are going to finish the season in Dodger Blue. Abs- absolutely no chance. Um, so management went out there and they signed, um, in, in Pujols, they signed uh, experienced, like well, I think you just phrased it there, they took a punt. Um, and he's come up, he's cut, you know, he's, he, he he contributed really well when he got when he got a chance. He's only going to really face left-handed pitching, and he's going to um, he's going to be used as a pinch hitter in, in clutch games more often than uh, more often than anything else. Um, but he really contributed. Um, Max Scherzer uh, with Degrom going down um, uh, half three quarters of the way through the season uh, is looking like a, a a good shout for a, for another Cy Young award. I guess we'll I guess we'll see as to as to whether he picks up on that. He had a couple of outings right towards the very end of the regular season that might have just mm. seen that uh, seen that slip away from him. Um, but in Trey Turner, honestly, we we picked up we picked up one of the best players in baseball. Um, you know, he's he's he was playing for a. I hesitate to use it because I don't want to like tempt any reaction from Nationals fans. I'm not saying it in a provocative fashion, but he was. Considering what his numbers have been since he's been in the league, he's flying under the radar in Washington. And now he's playing for a big market team like the Dodgers. Um, it's it, he's going to get the chance to you know to show his to show his worth and what he can really do. Uh, now, all right, I I don't think he had the the greatest postseason, um, but in terms of his his regular season contribution, and bear in mind that he was learning to play a new position um, throughout you know throughout this time. And as much as people talk about oh well, second base is kind of a lot like shortstop anyway. With all the with all the metrics now and all the shift and and even just the the footwork involved in, in turning too, um, you know it, it's 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 mm. different. You're facing the wrong direction, you know when, when you when you feel that when you feel that ball and, you, and, you, and you've got a turn. Shortstop has the advantage that he's nearly always coming on to coming onto the ball and can can just throw a laser without having to change direction. So I think it's uh, it's been great to see what uh, what management went out there and. and and managed to get for us to give us every chance that we got, and the second half of the season uh, really was, you know, better than better than the first half of the season. You know, a hundred and six wins. I know. Yeah. You know, at the start, at the start of the year, uh, at the start of the year, if someone had said we're going to win hundred and six, uh, hundred and six games, will you take it or leave it? So of course we're going to take it. Of course we're going to take hundred and six wins. Why would we not take that? We're clearly going to win the division by about fifteen games. Um, or maybe 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 more like by by seven or eight, um, and and we didn't. We won one less than we won one less than uh, that that other team. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh well. Still, at least we're only saying sitting here going, well, it's only a year since we won the World Series, rather than it's been thirty something years. So I, I can kind of live with that. Um. I didn't mention it at the start in terms of the running order of the, of the stuff, but as soon as you've mentioned number of wins, one thing we did th- say we ought to reflect back on were the predictions that some of us made in the opening pod of the season. And I must admit, I don't have them, but um, but Mr. Blees has them all written down in front of him. I can see them on his on his on on, on, on the camera here. Um, so, do you want to give us the, the the gory details of what we all predicted? Absolutely, yeah. So, um, if I remember rightly, uh, Scott was not present, and we uh, we made up a number for him. Um, so Scott, Scott was the was the furthest away, but only just. Uh, he predicted a hundred and twenty wins. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we definitely did that for him. <laughs> um, so yeah, Scott predicted a hundred and twenty wins. Um, Leon. Um, and Leon and Adam were, were, were either side. Uh, so Leon came in with 101 wins and Adam 110. He was feeling very confident with 110 wins. So uh, at the moment, Adam is closest. Uh, I was the least optimistic of the group and I said 97. Uh, I should caveat, I still thought we were going to win the, win the division with 97 wins. 
Um, and uh, Ian genuinely doesn't remember this because we were talking about it before we started recording and he doesn't remember what his, what his prediction was. His prediction was 106 wins. <laughs> there, yeah, I, there was me sitting here thinking, I'm sure I'd said 108. I'm sure I said 108, but there we go. Well, I'll be buying a lottery ticket and goodness knows what else from now on then. Well, that's it. Yeah, you know, so um, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be more more optimistic in the future. I'm certainly going to bow to your wisdom and any future tips or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think I think all round, you know, um, like I say, Scott wasn't um, Scott wasn't really there, so he can't really be be, be criticised for coming in at fourteen out. Uh, and I was other than that, I was the furthest out on on ninety seven nine away. So um, so so not. Not a not a horrendous round of guesses. Um, we we also actually uh, did some slightly up, so some other predictions in terms of things that we thought might happen throughout the course of the season. Uh, now the only one I didn't write down was yours, um, and we were just that before we, we came in. And um, we I think you were adamant that you you, you predicted that Albert Pujols, Max Scherzer, and Trey Turner are all going to finish the season playing for the Dodgers. Is that right? Uh, well, if I if I can predict 106 wins, I must have been able to predict that as well. <laughs> um so yeah so the the uh, the predictions that we had so scott thought that and after the hot start that he made um and the way he was playing in spring training as well he predicted that zach mckinstry was going to win the national league rookie of the year now the rookie of the year award is yet to be announced but i don't really think that, that zach mckinstry is is in the running uh, is in the running for that award i, th- I think um, we can count that one out now yeah <laughs> uh, adam um, put down that um, initially he said a pitcher is going to hit a home run and then he was pushed for which pitcher um, and he said Clayton Kershaw is going to hit a home run now uh, I don't think any of them actually hit a home run Arias got close um, but um, but yeah unfortunately that one didn't come in either uh, Leon suggested that Corey Seager uh, was going to hit above 350 for the season. And who can forget how hot he was at the end of last year? You know, you know, he's coming into the last year of his, uh, of his, of his, of his control. And he's in, he's in a, he's in a, you know, he's in a year of contract. So what a great year it would have been for him to hit 350. But no, that, that did not happen either. Um, so the, the, the other one uh, that made a prediction was, was me. And I missed too, but I didn't miss by much. Um, I predicted that Kenley Johnson was going to have a bounce back year and lead the national league in saves. And as it happens, Kenley Jansen finished the season on 38 saves and Mark Melanson, who was at one point 11 or 12 clear uh, uh, of the, of the Padres, uh, he finished on 39 uh, in, in the national league. So just one behind, but bear in mind how Kenley's season started and the number of conversations that mm. we had on closer by committee. Is he going to be able to do it? How many days rest does he need? Um, and, you know, we had that dodgy week straight after the All-Star break. Um, and then after that, he was just lights out. Absolutely, absolutely superb season. Um, so uh, so I, didn't, I didn't quite get what, get what I predicted, but it was, it was close enough. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm pleased with the effort and I'm pleased for Kenley. He deserves that. Yeah. Comeback player. Absolutely. Right. Thank you for reminding us of the, um, of, of, of our little bets at the start. Um, so um, we've done our thoughts of the season. Who's your Dodgers player of the season? And I should say, we have talked these through before. And so we both had similar players on, 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 on our lists, but we have got different ultimate sort of picks. So who are you, who are you going to go for, for your player of the season? So I think it's uh, I think it's great. So I'll, the short answer is I'm going to go for Max Muncy. I think we really, really missed him in the postseason. Um, even when he wasn't hitting, even before he found his groove, he was walking at a phenomenal rate. His which I, I know walking isn't sexy. No one you know wins plaudits, but he was he was keeping innings alive uh, and giving people behind him a chance to, to you know to be the hero. Um, he managed to get a start in the All Star. Uh, in the All Star team this year, um, on the back of uh, Dave Roberts being the being the manager, um, and he gave Max the uh, the DH spot uh, for the for the All Star game. Um, I just think 
his presence in the lineup this year, uh, from an from an offensive point of view, was just invaluable. You know, the number of times he hit clutch home runs or delivered a clutch hit, he always seemed to be calm. He never seemed to panic in that you know panic when he's in the box. Um, and he's not only that this year, um, he he's in with a shout of winning a Gold Glove at first base. Uh, he played he played a few. Um, played a few games over at, over at second uh, early on before uh, before we made some other some other changes which might harm his chances. I've I've seen players who've been used in other positions miss out on goals before, but he's been one of the best defensive first basemen in the league this year, and I think it'd be I'd be lying if I said I would I didn't find that surprising based on previous years. Uh, I think he's been a solid first baseman, but this year he seems to have really gone. Uh, gone, gone up a notch defensively as well. Um, you know, he hits his average is where it is, where it is, but he's it's his, his on base percentage and, and 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 what he does and and the constant power threat that he has is uh, is what makes him my pick for for player of the year. So I'll I'll come back to you for yours. There's a few other players I'd like to mention afterwards that that, that were definitely going to be uh, going to be in in my thinking while I was doing this. Cool. Cool. Yeah, well, I had Muncie on mine. I had, I had uh, a few others for a variety of reasons. I had Chris Taylor because he, you know, in a season with injuries, he seemed to step in and 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 help us out from you know, w- w- just just filling in holes wherever they may appear. I think I think Trinan I think would would be on the list. I think his ERA was was one point nine nine and and certainly a big figure in the in the in the bullpen. I think uh, Pujols, we already mentioned, and, and and Joe Kelly, and I'd put those two side by side, not necessarily for what they were for contributing in terms of the actual uh, on the field, but with losing people like Kike and Verdugo, having that sort of presence in the dugout, presence in the in the clubhouse, the big personalities to keep people going on, you know, keep people together. I think having people like Pujols and and and, and Kelly, I think um, always ready to to you know stick his tongue out or anything else at the opposition. I think, I think those kind of, I think that's important. I think Arias, particularly with the, some of the other pitching injuries, um, the way he stepped forward with the, with the wins and, you know, really proven to, you know, has the makings of a, of a real uh, elite starter. Um, but I'm, I'm going to give it to, to, to Walker Bueller, uh, my player of the season. I think with the, he's really cut, he, he's just shown what an outstanding pitcher he's going to be. ERA of 2.47. You know, you can see him, notwithstanding what might happen in free agency this year with people leaving or being re-signed, but you could see him now carrying that bullpen. Um, I know he had a couple of duff games and there certainly there were a couple of moments when you thought, oh God, has he has he lost it? But um but no, I think he I think him and Arias, you could look at them and go, yeah, they could be carrying the the the, the team for years to come. But Bueller in particular just seems to have the um that personality and that mindset, that big presence, you know, to help carry the team, not just with his pitching, but just, just with the whole personality and presence and, and just driving it forward. So um, yeah, for me, Dodgers player of the season, Walker Bueller. I think you'd find few people uh, who would be willing to argue against uh, the case that he's got there. I think he's a really solid shout. I think he's pitched phenomenally well all year. And I think even when he started to, to lose the odd game, here and there. He, he didn't lose a game for uh, a long while into the season. Um, and even when he did, it was because the offence weren't scoring. You know, we used, <laughs> no, we nobody term, hit anything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we used to turn beam and bust throughout through, you know, throughout the season on this because it was just all yeah. too all too frequent that um, you know, we're getting starters going out there, going six and two thirds, uh, keeping teams down to, to to one or two runs, and yet being in line for the loss because the because the offense wasn't doing yeah. it. Um but but yeah, I think um, uh, the, uh, names to add to the list uh, on, t- on top of what you said there. Obviously, I've already mentioned him, but Kenley. Um, you know, I think uh, what a what a fantastic job uh, uh, he did, and um, yeah, just a just a just a huge season, and and he needed it. Thirty four years yeah. old, going into free agency, um, he's head and shoulders the best closer available in free agency this year by. By, by a mile. Um, uh, now, sometimes closers don't age well, and I, you know I don't want to take over mm. too much of that. But what a year for Kenley Johnson! And the other thing I think, in terms of impact made, um, you know, and you can't really nominate them for 
the Dodgers' player of the, of the season. They only came uh, on on trade deadline day. But the impact that was had by Max Scherzer and Trey Turner mm. uh, on on this yeah. side was uh, was was second to none. They were they were superb additions, um, and I think we even saw a more versatile Gavin Lux. Uh, you know, I mean. Uh, he, he went and learned to play in the outfield because he wanted to get his at-bats up. Uh, and we, if he hadn't have picked up that injury in the last few days of the season and just lost his place and given Cody Bellinger a, uh, you know, a chance to get back out there and play, then I think there's, there's a chance that we might have seen Gavin Lux playing throughout the postseason. And uh, mm. as it happened, Billy got his shot. And um, someone we have to mention, he had a really bad season by, well, by anyone's standards. Um, but um, but by someone's um, someone who has done as much as he has in the game, despite a relatively young career, um, National League Rookie of the Year, National League MVP. Um, but Cody Cody Bellinger bounced back in the postseason with a plant. Um, some really big clutch hits. Uh, he's a player that that I, I absolutely love to watch. Uh, you know, he's he's always going to contribute and give one hundred percent defensively. Uh, he had some real struggles at the plate. I don't know if it was down to him learning to swing again, but it was great to see him come back and be able to contribute. And um, and really, I suppose, um, re-establish himself as, as a force in this lineup. Uh, even yeah. though he was down the order a little bit, it was great to see him get that opportunity and take those opportunities when they, uh, when, when they came up. I think it was important he finished on a high heading into the off-season, so he'll come back hopefully on the up next year rather than finishing it on a downer, having had a poor season. You, you, you'd worry what that does to somebody's mind over the off-season, but I think, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's ready for a bounce back now. Cool. Uh, but you're right. There's, I mean, 106 wins, there's always going to be a lot of people who could be player of the, the year, but, but just as I don't think... Uh, well, you said you didn't think many people would argue with my pick of Bueller. I think I think the same with yours and Muncie. I think I think they are both stand out, and I don't think anybody would have a problem with either of them. Um, what about your favourite moment of the season? Uh, so I'm going back to to my guy again. I'm going back to I'm going back to Bellinger. Um, and now it all right. It ultimately turned out to be um, the series that ended our season. But here's three run homer in the NLCS in game three to tie things up. Um, that was just a huge moment. I was I was watching that game, as you can imagine, middle of the night here. Um, and my energy was quite down. And there's been plenty of opportunities that Bellinger's had throughout the season, uh, throughout the regular season to, you know, and I suppose in the past, maybe they wouldn't have pitched to him. Um, because he's such a home run threat, but because he's been, because he's not been the player that he was, he was given the chance to to, to have a swing, and uh, he and he took it. And his three run homer to tie things up in in NLCS game three, and ultimately lead to us lead to us winning that game was 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 my was my moment of the season. You know, it was just uh, and you know Bellinger now has two of my favourite moments because his uh, his homer against. Um, uh, his homer against the the, the Braves last in, in last year's NLCS is potentially my favourite ever moment. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just a just a huge one. Yeah, he's a highlight reel and a walking highlight reel. I think the phrase is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I had I had a few. I had you know winning the wild card game and certainly the fashion that we did it, beating the Giants. There's the Scherzer Turner deadline day. <laughs> deal um there's the um dodgers south team not doing anywhere near as well as everybody's or a number of people said they would but but for me i'm gonna i'm gonna for my my favorite moment of the season i'm, I'm steering away from the dodgers to be honest and i'm going for the field of dreams game i think the whole the whole idea the concept the spectacle the way they managed it and produced it you know with the players coming in through the core and all the rest of it i think i think even if the game had been a complete dog I think everything around it would still have been an amazing spectacle, but the fact that it went down to the to the ninth inning and the the Yankees scored four to get the lead by one, and then the White Sox walked it off to win it, you, you know, you couldn't have asked for anything more. And so, so for me, um, and I know the Dodgers weren't involved, but but that Field of Dreams 
production was um, that was pretty special. Yeah, the, the whole fanfare around it, it was it was great to see. And I, I know a lot of people who took an interest in that game because they've seen the film. We don't normally follow baseball. Um, and I think anything that MLB can do to to come up with ways to, to, to introduce uh, people to the game or to, to you know, to reinvigorate uh, a form of passion, anything like that. Um, we've had the semi-announcement this week of a, of a return of MLB London. Um it's, it was implied by Sadiq Khan that uh, MLB would be back in the next couple of years. Uh, obviously, that would be great for me and you. And um, I, I guess we'll I guess we'll see whether that actually comes to fruition. I, I, I highly doubt MLB would be that chuffed that Sadiq Khan sort of mentioned that in such a blasé way that he actually did. Um, but obviously, quite a lot of our baseball enthusiast um, yeah. blogs and, and 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 Twitter followers have picked up on that and, and, and run with it. So. Let's hope it is true, and let's hope that something else will continue to grow yeah, the game. Absolutely. Well, I think with the NFL talking about moving, branching further afield and doing German games, not just games in the UK, I think MLB can see the other major sports spreading their wings further, so I'm, I'm sure they'll be back, absolutely. Um, right, favourite non-Dodger player. Um, shall I kick this one off? Shall I? Because yeah. I had I'd, two or three, and I'm sure I think we'll have a bit of an overlap, but... I thought about Nelson Cruz and, you know, won the Roberto Clemente award and, and, and he was nominated by the twins, even though they'd already traded him because they thought he was such a good shout. There's, there's a Tani, um, you know, who is just, I just hope he's injury free for much of his career. Cause he's just going to, you get the sense he's going to rewrite, you know, what great baseball looks like. Um, but for me, favorite non-dodger and it, and, and this almost made it onto my favorite moment of the season. Um, um, but it, it, it's Joey Voto. I thought, I thought watching him play, I thought he was great. I thought he seems to, he seems to enjoy his baseball, um, plays it by and large in, 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 in the right spirit, but, but in particular, the moment that, that went viral all across Twitter when, when the young girl, Abigail, who turned up to watch her first MLB game and Joey Voto gets ejected right at the start and he's her favourite player and it made all the headlines with all the tears and all the rest of it. But um, um, I, I, yeah, that, that, that cemented it for, for, for him for me as my, um, my favourite non-dodger of the year. How about, how about you? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, there's, there's, there's several candidates. Um, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Juan Soto. Um, Jacob de Grom is doing things that uh, just seem, you just seem ridiculous, although now he's got this mystery injury that they can't quite figure out. Um, so fingers crossed he's back and firing all cylinders in time for the start of, of next season because you don't want to see a, a talent like his uh, hampered. Mm. Um, he was doing it all for the Mets at one point. I think, yeah, he was, he was, he was hitting it way was, above it average. Was just, it was, well. just, was just, yeah, unbelievable. Um uh, Vlad, you know Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladdy Jr. up in uh, up in Toronto. Uh, he's, uh, I mean, any other season you'd look at his line and you'd go, well, there is your American League MVP, right? You know what a phenomenal offensive season that he had. Um, but the person who's going to take it for me, a person you've already mentioned, and is the reason that Vladdy probably won't win the AL MVP, and that's Shohei Otani. Um, he was uh, sensational um, from start to finish. Now, I missed out on him on my fantasy baseball draft. I moved him up a long way in my draft. But I, he, you know, um, I, 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 he, was, he was way down the pecking order. And I thought, I've got a good chance of picking this guy up if I, if I move him up in my, in, in my draft order. Because I think he was projected to be like the 121st best player in baseball or something. And I moved him up to like 15, and I missed out on him because someone else moved him up to number one, and that was uh, that was a great shout from uh, from from John Gill, uh, former Trojan, former teammate of mine, uh, who who picked up uh, who picked up Shohei Otani, because um, I mean, two way players in this day and age, they 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 aren't really a thing, you know. You talk about um, Bumgarner uh, has chipped in with the odd home run here and there, and everyone goes, "Oh, that's amazing." Um, you know, there's, uh, I think Grenke's always been a decent hitter when he's got the chance that he plays in the American League uh, these days. Um, but what Shohei Otani's done is, I mean, he's not just better. He 
is he's wiping the floor. He's, he's pitching in the uh, top, I'm going to be conservative and say top 10% of Major League Baseball starters in terms of his, uh, in terms of his results this year. Right? And at various points in time, he was pitching even better than that. But, you know, to hit as many home runs as he hit as well, continues to walk, stole bases. Mm. Um, you know, the guy's just an all-round athlete. Um, and the likes of which um, I don't think has ever been seen before in, in Major League Baseball. It, it, it might be more common to see that kind of thing in Japan. Um, I, I, I don't think so, otherwise they'd all be, they'd all be playing in MLB. Um, but, um, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, like you said before, I am excited about what Shaw Hill Tani is going to uh, do over the next um, 10 years, hoping he can, hoping he can stay yeah. fit. Yeah, he, um, he's going to be one of those players that you'll, um, you'll seek out to, you know, if it, which is a bit tough for over here in the UK, but, you know, you'll be looking for UK friendly start times on TV and are they playing? And, you know, he will be the kind of player, a bit like Mike, Mike Trout, I suppose, has been, um, you know, a bit like Aaron Judge, maybe two or three years ago, the sort of player, if you think, oh, they're playing and it's at a time that's at a sensible watch over here, even though they're not my team, I'll stick it on and I'll watch it because, you know, these kind of players are, you know, yeah, well, I was going to say once in a generation. Yeah. He might not even be once in a generation. He might be once in MLB, full stop. Certainly certainly so far. I mean, there's obvious comparisons being made to, to Babe Ruth because uh, Babe Ruth started out as a pitcher. Um, yeah. And, um, but he, you know, he started out as a very good pitcher, I believe, um, but he, he didn't maintain that. And he certainly uh, didn't ever have the base running speed um, that, uh, that Otani has uh, <laughs> got as well. So, um, so yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, absolutely superb. A couple of other players I just want to mention really quickly. It's a bit cheeky, maybe, but the former Dodgers. Uh, it's been great seeing uh, Kike and Alex Verdugo um, play so well for the Red Sox this year and have fun while they're doing it. Those guys, they've always played the game the right way. They always have a smile on the face and they and they always get really uh, excited and passionate um, about any success that them or one of their teammates uh, has had. That's been fantastic. Yeah. And then Jock, who's been around the houses a little bit this year, but yeah. he's he's in a World Series. Um, you know, he's in a World Series with the Braves. Um, currently, as we're recording this, the, the Braves are 3-1 up uh, against... Uh, a team that we would all love to see them lose against, who we won't do the uh, no, indignity no. of mentioning their name of. Um, and hopefully, Jock uh, and the Braves can 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 wrap things up and cement a little bit yeah. of misery for that team. Absolutely, yeah, it'd be good to see them close it out now. Cool. Okay. Um, so, final topic for for I was going to say final topic for the pod, but probably final topic for the season, I guess. Um, Free agency. Um, some of the big names on the Dodgers, widely publicised, Kershaw, Seager, Kenley, Chris Taylor, Pujols, Scherzer, a few others as well. Um, of course, other teams have got you know some big names out there. So there's it, as, as much as we might be losing some, um, the, there's, 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 there's plenty out there to, um, to try and pinch. Um, I'll, I'll just throw it wide open rather than saying who do you think we should keep who do you think we should let go who do we who else do we sign what just just in general what are your what are your thoughts on on how we'll approach free agency who do you think we'll try and keep how do you think it'll all do you think we'll try and sign before we 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 lose or or, or how, how how do you reckon they'll play it so free agency this year is going to be different to any of the previous years by um you know because of one significant factor and that is the CBA, uh, the collective bargaining agreement between mm. MLB, effectively um, between the players and the players and the teams, um, and it's likely to lead to what they're calling. Uh, they're not calling it a strike, uh, but they're calling it a labour stoppage, um, and that's going to kick in really, really soon, um, and that will effectively stop all free agent signings until that is resolved. Um, now, the kind of things that they're, that they're trying to uh, look at at the moment is whether, for example, the universal DH is brought in. Um, um, there's several other stumbling blocks in terms of, I think, uh, 
minor league players and how they're looked after, I believe. Um, I, I don't want to sort of like guess too much because I just, I, I'm just really aware that there's, there's these negotiations have been going on for a long time and they aren't, they aren't resolved yet. And, and from by all accounts, they aren't likely to be resolved quickly, which will mean that existing free agents right now can't get signed until labor is brought back. And they've already canceled, for example, the winter meetings, um, which are always a, a, a big key part of free agency. So I think it's going to play out very differently. Um, I think that there will potentially be behind the scenes conversations happening, but no one's going to be getting signed um, uh, in, in the short term, unless someone is signed like in the next couple of days. It's, it, it's that kind of, um, it, it's that kind of, it's that kind of thing. And I, and I think we're quite likely uh, to see a delayed start to the season. I really hope that we don't. But if this isn't resolved fairly quickly, then everything gets shuffled along and we potentially end up with a shorter season mm. uh, next year. So I, before I sort of talk about who I think we should sign and I think it's important to caveat everything. It's not as simple right now as going out and saying, right, we're, uh, we're going to because free agency will effectively be stalled uh, in the next couple of days because of because of this that's going on in the background. Um, but now I've put in that rather long-winded caveat. Um, I'm going to look at of our existing free agents who, who I would bring back. Um, and I'm probably going to be controversial uh, and say, thanks, Corey Seager. You've been fantastic. It's time to part ways. Um, I, and I don't th I'm not saying this crassly um i just think that he is the one who will command the most money um you know he's the one who delivers on batting average uh, leon and i had a debate earlier in the season about uh, if we could only resign seager or bellinger um who would we uh, who would we take and clearly seager has been the better player over bellinger this year but for me i think Corey seager I don't see us finding 250 million over eight to 10 years to, to, you know, to keep a below average defensive shortstop in his position. If he is as against the move to third base, um, then as he is reported to be, then I can't see us signing him when we already have Trey Turner. Trey Turner has already been signed um, and, he's, and he's a better shortstop and is, in terms of batting average, he's a slightly better hitter. Um, probably hits slightly fewer home runs, but it's comparable. Uh, I just think that Corey Seager has been a huge part. He was a massive part of our World Series and NL Championship Series and you know, his season last year was 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 phenomenal. Um, I just think that Corey Seager is the least likely of the free agents to return. I don't, I don't know if you've got any uh, anything any thoughts on that one, Ian. But no, I, funny. I didn't. I I had Seager on my list of those I'd let walk because I think you can kick the shortstop sort of conundrum down the road for another year because you've got Turner there. Um, I know Turner, when he first was traded, made, made some, there was some comment, some quote about he's more of an East Coast kind of a guy. And, and there was an implication there that said, well, he'll, he'll, he'll go out West for the remaining two years, but, but then be looking to head back East after that. But, but he seems to, you know, but, but he seems to be settling fine and people make all sorts of quotes up these days. So, yeah, I, I would, um, you know, if he wants to do a team friendly deal, but then why would he? Because, you know, World Series MVP, uh, championship series MVP pretty good year this year you know he has absolutely every right to 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 cash in and secure the long-term um you know sort of financial security for his family and the fact he's already got the ring it, do it doesn't have to necessarily 
I'm not sure anybody ever picks a team that they think are going to lose just because of the money, but he doesn't need to go for a team who are going to be a contender right away. He's still young. He can join somebody and, and sort of build it up. So no, I would, I would, um, uh, I, I would, I would prioritize Taylor over, over Seager because I think Taylor is, I, I think with injuries, I think you need people who, who you can sort of utility players, as it were, who can play all around the, all around the park. So I, I would, would particularly if, if Seager is so uh, against any flexibility over his position. So I would, I would prioritize someone like a, a Taylor over a Seager. Um, I might, even if I get a really cheap, sorry. I'm saying it's an interesting point with Taylor because I've, uh, I've I've got him down as a as a as a, as a let him walk too, um, and don't get me wrong, I would love to keep him. I I, I just, think he'll be I, too expensive. I, I yeah, I'd yeah. prioritise him over Seager, but I, don't, I could see them both going because I think I think Seager will be very expensive, and I think Taylor will be expensive for what he what he brings. Um, so um, and, traditionally, and you, be... utility players are usually younger, um, you know, and we've seen. We've seen Gavin Lux start to look to become that player. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we've started, and I think the more at bats we can get Gavin Lux, um, you know, over the next couple of years, more potential, more chance he has to fulfill his potential. I think yeah. we've got McKinstry and, and a few others that have um, that have been, you know, in and out of the team on the, on the course of the year. Uh, and obviously, you know, we're drafting rookies every single year. Um, and I, I just, I don't see us paying over the odds for a, for a, for a utility player. And I think a bit like Kike last year, uh, CT3 had a great, you know, he's had a great year. He deserves to go somewhere and play every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as much as he has played every day for us this year, we've had a lot of injuries. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and there's other players out there, you know, and, and, and depending on who might be available and at what price, you know, you can, you can, you know, you could, you, you could, you could sort of see a scenario where you might look look at someone like Anthony Rizzo, stick him at first, move Muncy to second, Turner to short. You know, you you could see. I mean, money might not work out. You know, you got you got story out there. You know, you know, there's all sorts of other. You know, there's 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 good players available, just as there might be good players leaving. And uh, for me, I think pitching is going to be a bigger issue because, you know, we're going to be down to. Um, you know, Bueller and Urias, you know, May isn't going to be back until certainly the second half of next season, if he's lucky, you know, might be mm-hmm. back for the might be back for sort of playoff time, really. So 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 as things stand, they've only got a couple. Um I I think I think they need to be looking at starters, but also making sure we don't lose you know, I, I would I would re-sign Kenley. I know he's 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 on a bit, but I would re-sign him. Um I mean, the interesting ones, you know, a uh, uh, Kershaw and Scherzer, um, and you know, I, I, I depends on whether they'd look at uh, given their age, you know, what they've both got rings now, um, you know, what what's important to them, and what sort of a deal would they be looking for? Are they are they going to pri- prioritize number of years versus the the the, the initial upfront cash? I don't know, um, but I think there's there's I mean there's a, there's a lot of you know, a lot of, so, of starting pitches on the on the on the free agency list, um, but there's an awful so, lot north of thirty. There absolutely is, and I think I think Max. So I think Max Scherzer is is still he's 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 the big he's the biggest name on that on that free agents starter list. You know, um, uh, and I think anybody who's serious about a ring um, next year, maybe the year after, as well, is going to be is going to be seriously chasing Max Scherzer. You know, he he's shown throughout throughout this year that he's still up there as one of the very best in MLB. Um, so I think, uh, so I, I wrote down four players to re-sign, and they were all pitchers. So I agree with you fundamentally that pitching is what we need to prioritise. So um, I wrote down Max Scherzer, and I wrote down uh, I wrote down uh, Kenley Johnson. Kenley Johnson is the best closer available on the free agency market this year. Yeah, um, he lives in the area. Uh, sometimes our fans haven't been all that nice to him, um, but I would like to. I would like to think that a deal can be reached with Kenley um, to 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 keep him uh, to keep him at the at the club. I really want to see that happen. Uh, Max, I think it's going to come down to who offers him the most over the longest contract. Um, I, he, you know, he could 
go down the route of trying to take a, a high-value one-year deal, um, which is probably the Dodgers' best chance of re-signing him. Um, alternatively, someone with loads of money might come along. I mean, obviously, we've got, you know, we've got a decent amount of money, but someone might come along and overpay in order to have a run this year. It's no secret, for example, that the Padres win on trying to sign him uh, on, mm. on deadline day. Um, so it could be that the Padres or the Yankees or someone else with deep pockets yeah. um, can, can, you know, would come in and overpay, offering maybe a three-year deal um, at 37 years old uh, to try and, you know, to, to try and to try and prize him away. And I think that's where we might run in because our that's not the way the Dodgers do things. They won't overpay that far down the line. I, I, no. I wouldn't think they might overpay over the course of one season, but I don't think they would overpay on. Uh, on that, so I think that's going to be the stumbling block. Um, Clayton Kershaw, um, I just don't want him seeing. I just don't want to see him in another uniform. Um, I, I really don't. And you know what? I'm spending. I'm spending someone else's money. It's not my money. Um, but what he has done for this ball club, he dragged them up from where they were uh, and made them into a persistent, consistent uh, force in National League West. Uh, and it's a lot of it on the back of his hard work. Uh, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame as a Dodger, even if he does go and play somewhere else. I would like him to stay. You know, mm. I'd like there to be, um, I'd like there to be some kind of, some kind of arrangement. I don't, it's difficult because when you talk about a player with his injury history, you talk about performance, uh, you talk about appearance incentives. And if he makes this many starts in a year, then he gets this, he gets paid this much more. Um, and it's whether it's disrespectful to offer that kind of deal to a player like Clayton Kershaw. Um, because it might be, you know, or, or it might be that he wants to stay in LA and, and he understands that that's what he needs to do in order to make that happen. Um, and I, yeah. I, I guess we'll just, I guess we'll just see. And the one Wait that I've not see. mentioned yeah. yet is is Corey Knebel, um, who, who I think has shown his his versatility through throughout the year, uh, four yeah. different roles on a consistent basis: opener, high leverage, closer, and setup. Um, I, I uh, yeah. And I, and I had Joe Kelly, who I think uh, I'm right in saying I think we've got I think it's a club option on Joe. Um, and I would, I would, I would bring both of those two. I, th I, th I think you, you keep both of those going. Um, I think, I think, yeah, we we know what it's like to have a bullpen that you're a bit nervous about. And I think also, if you if you're resigning Kenny, which I agree with you, I think we should. I think he's the best closer out there. I think um, you you're almost wasting money and wasting the signing if you if you resign him, but don't have a strong bullpen behind him and people to set him up I think you you've got to look at it not as an individual pitcher in an individual role of closer you've got to look at it as as sort of in in seven eight and nine or even six seven eight and nine onwards and how you're going to you know you, you you can't you know let's be honest we talked about it a lot at the start Kenley's at his best when he's had a couple of days rest well you know you get a couple of days rest in part by not needing say people to go out and have the saves and you can help do that by having a decent bullpen to come off the back of some strong starters to avoid you being in a position where you need a save in the first place so um so yeah I would I would I would bring back Knabel I'd, I'd, I'd exercise the option on Kelly I'd re-sign Kenley um yeah and 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 I don't even know. And I know we we signed him, and then we didn't see him. But but Danny Duffy is now a free agent. But they obviously there was something they liked in him, given that he was an in was injured when they signed him. Mm -hmm. There was something that they liked about him enough to to worth a punt on somebody who was already out with an injury. Whether whether that makes him minded to do a sort of a, a reason, you know, a, a sort of a team friendly deal with the Dodgers, given that they're in on him, I don't know. But um, but yeah, I think I think you need strong, uh, you know, strong pitching, strong bullpen. I think you know if you really want to be challenging for a World Series, you've got to have five quality starters because one of them is going to be out at any point in time with an injury, um, and then you need a decent bullpen. Um, so yeah, we, we we've got to prioritize prioritize the pitching and get stuff, um, get people signed up for 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 multiple year deals. I would say. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, 
I'd, I'd agree with with all of that. I think uh, on the Joe Kelly thing, it came out just a few hours ago that he's not going to be ready for the start of next season uh, with the injury that he has, uh, which which might. Um, I mean, obviously the Dodgers have got the doctors and they'll look at it and you know if they've got a club option on him and and they think it's they think it's worth it, then you know, there's nothing to stop them from from taking that. But obviously, it's it's always a concern when you get a picture of his age picking up a picking picking up an arm injury. Um, yeah. So yeah. we'll so we'll see what happens with 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 Joe Kelly. And uh, I guess the one we've the one we've not mentioned yet is not a picture, but um, he's provided some of the um, some of the great moments and many many hugs over the course of the season. And that's uh, T.O. Albert. He's won a place in all of our hearts. And um, you know, and it's it's been great to see him, to see him, yeah, happy and, and uh, playing for the love of the game, and and, and, and really I get, yeah, and I and I get the sense it's is like a lot of great sports from when they get towards the end of a career, you know, if they get a chance, you know, nobody, you're retired a long time, aren't you? And if they get the chance to to get another season, you know, whether the Angels would come back in for him again after what they've seen, I don't know whether he'd want to go back there. Um, but um, yeah, I'd give him. I'd sign him for another year. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm undecided on 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 Pujols because I think um, one of my main things um, uh, it, this year we haven't paid him a great deal because the Angels were paying you know, mm. the, you know, the majority of his of his salary. Um, that obviously that 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 deal is at an end, and he's and he's a, a fully fledged free agent at the end of this. And one of my things has been, I've, I, you know, I've seen some fantastic players like, you know, Miguel Cabrera is doing it now. He's going on too long, um, and Miguel Cabrera might finish. He might finish with a with a career batting average below three hundred, um, and you know he's been so good um, that that you just don't want to see him go on and, and be under par. Um, Pujols has come out and said that he doesn't he doesn't feel like he's ready to retire yet and he, he wants to have an, a, another you know another season uh, I think he's quite happy in in a, in a role where he's mentoring and getting to work with younger players uh, well it's not there's very few older than him um, uh, you know I think he's happy not playing every day and all that and all that kind of thing but I'm not sure if that's going to be with uh, with, with us, um, it it might be. You know, he, he's he's been useful. This he, he's been more than useful. He's, he's, yeah, he's contributed uh, on and off. Um, I think we'll it, I think it'd be his. Yeah, I think it'd be his choice. I, I think I think I, I, given the financial clout of the Dodgers, I don't think that if we signed him, we would miss out on somebody else because we'd run out of money. Um, I think if he if he wanted to come back and there was a deal where he wasn't completely taking the Mickey, then. Then I'd sign him, but um, well, but yeah, it's going to be this year. He's this year he's taken home his whatever it is, fifteen million from from the Angels, um, and and we and we paid uh, the league minimum like five hundred, you know, half the season, um, you know, two hundred and seventy five thousand or something. We paid, um, so absolutely, uh, a very simple return, very calculatable, obvious return on that investment. It's unlikely he's going to sign for five hundred thousand again next year. Um, no, um, you know, so it's going to be how many millions does he want, and how many millions do we want to pay for a bit past player? Yeah. Now we've yeah. done it before. We've had we've had David Freeze. Um, you know, he was getting paid over the odds and being a, you know, a part time uh, pinch hitter for I think two seasons. Um, so it's not something that that we're against. So I guess I guess we'll see how that one plays out. Indeed. Indeed, and all the other signings as well. And um, who knows if anything kicks off big time in the in the off season, we could we could always have a an extra podcast just to talk about it. But um, but otherwise, I think we are at the end of the pod and at the end of the season. Um, I don't know whether you've got any any final words, Ian. I was just going to say, uh, you know, thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to everybody who's contributed. So not just. Ian, who's on the show tonight, but but Leon and Adam and and, and Scott behind the scenes who've been, who've all played their part and have had appearances and, and and keeping the pod going and and you know thank you for them. Um, and but yeah, it's been it's been great fun. Uh, no, I, I can I completely agree, and I think we've seen uh, 
you know, through being able to do things like this and through the, the Facebook group and through Twitter, we've been able to converse with a lot more UK-based Dodger fans uh, this year than in any previous years. Uh, and I just think that's been a, it's really added to my experience as a, as a, as a Dodgers fan in the UK, as a baseball fan in the UK. Um, and if we can help, you know, provide platforms, if we can help uh, to improve that fan experience for, you know, for other people in the same situation, then I'd like us to, to keep doing it as a small apology, uh, you know, uh, from, from, from me, for, for, for my part in not being able to get as many episodes out over the last, over the last few weeks and months of the season uh, as, as we were doing early on. Um, and I think potentially it might be worth us getting a few more people uh, involved in in future uh, in future uh, podcasts, uh, so that it's, the onus isn't always on uh, the same people to, to get the episodes out. Um, so that you know when life happens and stuff gets in the way, uh, we're in a better position to do it. So if you would be interested uh, in you know, then please fire us a fire us a message a message on 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 Twitter or comment on the Facebook group. We are Dodgers in the UK on Twitter. Uh, and the Facebook group is Los Angeles Dodgers Fans UK. I think I think that's right. Um, so you know, request to join, uh, have a listen, and if you would be interested in covering any episodes, then 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 drop us a message and let us know. And Indeed. when we start doing these things again, yeah. March, April, May, um, <laughs> March, April next year, and uh, then then we we have a, like a database of people that we can get in touch with. Our free agency signing is is already open for the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Excellent. Well, as I say, thank you to everybody who's stuck with us through the, through the, through the course of the season. Um, it's our first time doing it. Um, we've been, been the odd gaff, but I think in the main, it's gone pretty well. Hope you've enjoyed listening to us and hope you'll be back with us at the start of next season. Thanks a lot, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>